right All now right. we are telling <laughs> jokes that we can't say on the YouTubes, and uh, because it's not that kind of show, it's Bid Nerds, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day. <laughs> And cars and bids and bring a trailer. You people have no idea what happens over here before we hit the record button. <laughs> Good morning, everyone. My name is John Polnick. I'm your host of Bid Nerds. I'm coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada, right on the Vegas Strip. The Vegas Strip is right over there. Um, I'm pointing towards Michael Deeb, but yeah. actually I should be pointing that way yeah. or that way or something like that. Yeah, yeah, that's the way. The Las Vegas Strip is literally 10 feet that way. If I walk out this door off my balcony, it's wow. about 300 feet down. So there you Whoa. go. Uh, so don't go too far that way. Uh, you got Michael Deeb over here coming to you from San Francisco Bay. Is it still raining there, Michael Deeb? Uh, no, the sun has come out. It's a beautiful oh, day, JP. Okay. There's, right. there's light in the Deeb studio. Yeah, mm. it's great. Glorious. And Glorious it is not day. artificial. Well, thank nope. you, everybody, for <laughs> hanging out with us this morning. If you know the show, you know that uh, what we do is we kind of nerd out on all these cars. Uh, when you get up in the morning and look at cars and bids, you look at Bring a Trailer, you look at maybe P Car Market, some of the other auction sites, and you're like, okay, how can I empty accidentally empty my bank account today? <laughs> how can I possibly ruin the, my relationship with my spouse or my significant other? Um, in what way can I completely destroy my <laughs> life um, by acquiring yet another classic <laughs> car? You know you have that problem you know everybody that's close to you in life has said please please get help just take up heroin start shooting up uh you know some kind of hardcore drugs it's going to be way oh, easier man. than this this classic car addiction you have uh yeah. we are here to help and by yeah. help we mean um what is it when you uh when you facilitate someone's uh bad that's, habits enabling yeah. i believe is the word enabling. i was looking for that's right we are yep. here to enable bad habits um so we pick a bunch of cars on cars and bids and bring a trailer and we nerd out about these things uh, and we also make predictions about what we think they'll sell for uh, Ooh, yeah. or not sell for sometimes because oftentimes right. we believe they won't uh, and that is the case and we keep track of our predictions and usually I'm way 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 better at it than <clears throat> Michael D but yesterday yeah wow did he have a good day uh, before yeah. we get to today's cars let's go ahead and talk about yesterday because yesterday had some J interesting auctions and i'm yeah. genuinely surprised by some of the numbers from yesterday jp i, I have one question after mm. looking at what yesterday's results mm -hmm. did you put your shoes on in a different order like did you do the right one first mm -hmm. instead of the left Look one at this. It, now how because... often do i just completely smoke your a oh, and get yahtzees and do i gloat like this <laughs> Never. Yeah, well, I'm I know I was, I was asking gracious. I was no, asking, he's asking me if I have a mental problem. Does this sound like I'm gloating? Because <laughs> <laughs> it should. Oh, man. Hey, you know, every dog I, I, has his day. Well, yesterday it rained, and when I came in the house and did the show, I wiped my feet on John Palmick yesterday. So let's start. Our, I believe uh, start I will tell you one thing about yesterday <laughs> that it did get right. At the end of the show, I did say, I believe you're going to sweep today. I think all of my predictions are wrong. You did say wrong. that. You did say so, that. So uh, I may have been off on the my predictions for the cars, but as yeah. usual, I was right about everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ask my wife, uh, and you'll know how true oh my that God. is. All yeah. right. So what's, yeah, uh, yeah, what cars do we have yesterday? Yesterday. She's in the kitchen uh, cooking a <laughs> baking a humble pie for you. Yeah, All right, right. So our star car was the '89 Ford Mustang GT. Uh, mm -hmm. JP, this this was um, I don't know a Night Ranger song away from a chemically induced <laughs> flashback. Uh, this yes. car was really cool. Night Ranger, it, yes. it was really really good condition. And even I I have to say, JP, I kept saying throughout the show, it killed me that this car didn't have a stick. Yeah. But I love that you said that you had one that was automatic and it was still a blast to drive because I imagine with 300 pound foot of torque, that thing will smoke the tires in probably uh, anything but freeway speed. So anyway, uh, really cool car, sixty something hundred miles. Uh, I can't remember where it was located, uh, to be perfectly honest, but uh, I said 19,000. You actually bet under me, um, I think, believing that the manual, the lack of a manual was really going to hold it back when mm. you and I both agreed that that this car might appear to boomers and a younger generation uh, uh together yeah two different couple, markets were battling yeah, for this car right and so anyways this car got bid up it was a it was a great run the car sold for twenty five thousand seven hundred fifty dollars congratulations to the seller because you definitely got every last penny out of that thing you and found uh, the uh oh yeah no good 
and congratulations to the buyer. You bought a, a a perfectly preserved fox body, which you and I, JP, will will test to the buyer. That is not that is not easy to find. That's a it's a really that's a unicorn. It was probably the bass player of Night Ranger. <laughs> Loving every minute of it. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. Uh, oh my god, that's okay. So yeah, all Dang. right. Danger yeah. zone. Um, and then uh, we looked at a. Uh, we jumped over to cars and bids to uh, start with a uh, 2020 Cadillac CT6V. This is the car that they made in ridiculously limited numbers with the the vaunted and and mysterious Blackwing V8, which makes uh, 550 horsepower, but a whopping 640 pound foot of torque. So, so, John, these things that base MSRP is $95,000, which means every one of these is over $100,000. But while Cadillac bragged that the car was sold out before they even hit dealerships, dealerships have new ones that are sitting unsold on their lots. So way to go, Cadillac. Uh, hire Miss Chloe. I'm, I'm next sorry. Time. I'm sorry. Were you talking? Yeah, I know. This is the anyway. most boring car we have talked about on the show ever. I fell asleep. Sorry, audience. Uh, I thought that this car... Snore. With its limited production, might have a have a you know the possibility to hold value. I was wrong. I said <laughs> seventy five thousand. You said seventy. This car did bring seventy eight grand, uh, but that is twenty five thousand dollars under MSRP with just fifteen hundred miles on it. Uh, it's like any other used car. Turns out it's not that special after all. Mm-hmm. You can get one, and it, like John said, in another six months you'll be able to pick one up for like forty eight thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. So if you're patient, you'll listen to my partner because. He's usually right about this shit. Usually. Um, the big surprise of the day was our 1980 Porsche 911 SC Vysak uh, on Bring a Trailer. Um, a 61,000-mile hmm. uh, gold-colored one, which I'm sorry, uh, Porsche calls platinum, which is not <laughs> platinum. It's gold. Even my wife said, look, it's gold. Uh, I said 52,000. You bet the over at 55. And this car was only bid up to $49,000. Uh, John, I think this car was in Florida. I don't think that should hold it back because there's just not. I mean, SCs are on the move. It's a coupe, reasonable miles, reasonable condition for the miles. Why did this car fail to hit its mark? Do you have a quick uh, look take at this on that? picture right here? That yeah. sure looks like repaint to me. Um, All right, if you look there at you the go. Body seals, and it looks like kind of poor repaint. And I don't. No. You know, I mean, a car of this age. I mean, look at yeah, look at look at where the seam is coming together. That just looks like overspray to me, and uh, and a bad you know, and, and a bad panel gap. To be honest, yeah, look at how yeah. you can put your finger in there. Yeah. So I think people sniffed that out and said, "All right, something's a little fishy here." That doesn't mean it's a terrible car, one you, no. you want to own. Uh, it's just not going to bring the premium that an exclusive car like this should could yeah uh, or, or should could yeah. And, and then you and know. I'm, Okay. I want to commend you. You pointed that out yesterday. You talked about that as we were signing off on this car. You said, you know, this might be something going on here. Yeah. I thought you did. But it still brought money. You know, so, I mean, $49,000 for an SE of any type. Uh, but it was God, only less than a year it, ago. It didn't sell. That yeah. was bid to. So this, this uh, you know, the question I have is, where did the consigner uh, and where did Brick a Trailer agree to set this reserve uh, for what point. was yeah. not a, a not an A-grade car, right? This was not a, a top-quality car. Yeah, that conversation so, must have been interesting because it does, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, I, there it is. The, the add to the hype. I mean, even at BAT, they're getting caught up in everything. Any any 911 coupe is going to be worth a gajillion dollars. And it's just like, eh, not necessarily the case. I the, think I think the paint and the location were the two big things. The thing that did it in for me was the driver's seat, which is really funny. I'm I'm yeah. fanatic about a driver's seat, and it, it usually tells you if the car's been cared for or not. And this one yeah. looked like it had just been gotten in and out of as a daily driver and not really lovingly cared for like mm. you and I would do. The, uh, you mean the owner didn't love every minute of it? It's yeah. a Night Ranger day. It's night. You there, brought up Night <clears throat> Ranger, so I'm sticking there, with the theme. There we go. All right, and then uh, we looked at this bomb-ass 2004 Corvette Z06 uh, commemorative edition whatever it means is the top of the line as far as uh, actual performance um from the Corvette z06 on what we agreed was the c5 platform i really don't speak corvette mm-hmm. uh i said 30 you took the under at 29 and our 20,000 mile example with the carbon hood uh brought a whopping thirty-three thousand five hundred dollars again well sold uh for 20,000 miles spending almost 35 on this car i would not say that's well bought um yeah, I, what I don't understand is like, okay, you can see here that you're right. It's got a carbon hood. All right, which on a 
steel car that makes sense, but this is a car that's made out of fiberglass. So yeah. the hood is made out of carbon fiber? How, what? <laughs> what? I was thinking about that yesterday. Maybe some of our Corvette fans or you know people that know anything about Corvettes, and I'll admit that I don't, do they usually have steel hoods? Or aren't they? I don't. Somebody huh? explain this one to me. I don't. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how about make everything else carbon fiber or? N- All right. Whatever. Corvette people. I don't care. <laughs> Super fun car though. That's got to be a fast to uh, blast around the, on the back road. The Z06 that came after this had floorboards inside the the driver's compartment mm-hmm. uh, that were made out of. Um, oh my god. What do they call it? The the particle board. Uh, what's that stuff called? Balsa wood, particle wood, plywood, particle board. I mean, particle is underneath the carpet. Underneath the carpets, that's what you feet were resting on in a in a new Corvette Z06 that came out. Nine Eleven has a piece of plywood underneath the. uh, You know, the air cooled Nine Elevens all have a piece of plywood under the under the the pedals. Ah, good to know. There you FYI, go. so you know, there's a little yeah. wood near wood near Porsche, but uh, yeah, not uh, that does seem. Odd. You're, getting, All right. you're, you're giving, you're getting John, you're getting Dwayne Wick. I will say John Wick. You're always getting, you're getting Dwayne Wick excited. He's like, I get to pull the plywood out my pedal board. Yeah, yeah, like, there's right. got to be something lighter than a piece of plywood. Yeah, totally, oh, he's, he's out there now. He's he's bent over in his garage right now, pulling it out. He's like, I can fix this. Fiberglass, make it out of fiberglass. Okay, what else? Sand- He's going to sand a couple millimeters. All right. The last (laughs) car, and I promise we're done with this segment. Uh, The last (laughs) car, and arguably the biggest surprise, 1995 Subaru SVX. Um, This was a very interesting car and a footnote in Subaru's history. It didn't work, but where they pivoted from here, John and I agreed, uh, turned out to be a successful pivot because they they really started to market their uh, rally and homologation specials and started to appease to their uh, Pacific, uh, you know, uh, what do they call it, Um, North Face uh, crowd that want to, you know, the, the people that go do it on the weekend and get up at the crack of dawn on a Saturday for no reason at all. That's who they started to pander to. And it was snowboarders and crossfitters. Totally. Uh, but our car that we found, uh, in somewhere, California, it looked like a pile. It just mm. really wasn't in good condition. Um, you and I tore this car apart. The dashboard had shrapnel in it, uh, yeah. right at the airbag. Yeah. I mean, this could potentially be a bomb, uh, and and I I was shocked. I bet forty three hundred. You took the under, which I wasn't surprised by. But this car brought sixty six hundred dollars. Seven thousand would get you the nicest one in existence. This is terribly, terribly poorly bought. I I I feel for the guy who bought it. You made a. I think you made a mistake. The just uh, awful. do you remember awful Robocop? Car. You know the car that yes. the car of the future that they had there that everybody was excited they were stealing yeah. them. You know With the punk stereo. No, no, it was the uh, it was the what the heck was it? It was the, the six thousand SUX. Yeah, yeah. And it was because the six thousand sucks. And this is this is it. This is the. I mean, if you just kind of look at that V, this is the Subaru SUX. Yep. Uh, you know, Karen's bought her car. I like it. Yeah. Uh, yep, you could yep, just yep. shoot this with that big fifty caliber explosive right. machine gun that they had at this in that movie, and that would have been the only thing proper to do with this piece of junk car. Wow, that's. Terrible. But I just I just remember how everybody wanted a blow punk stereo though. That was mm-hmm. like a, a quadraphonic blow punk. Oh my yep. god, too funny. All right, JP. Uh, and then, uh, okay. uh, on a side note, I won all those. So anyways, yep. my, my JP has First done sweep of the, of the whole yeah. series. JP has done two sweeps and one of his sweeps included a Yahtzee. That's my first sweep. So, uh, anyways, I'm in the game. Congrats, Michael Deeb. Congrats. Yeah. Maybe you're learning Maybe. something from Bid Nerds. See, <laughs> anyone can watch Bid Nerds enough and you really get good at this. Are you yeah. guys good at this? Are you better than us at it? Well, let us know. Get in the comments <laughs> and say, hey, your bids are off. You're idiots. This is what the bid should actually be. We'd love to hear what you guys think. In fact, tell us what cars you think are the most interesting cars and cars and bids and bring a trailer. And yep. we will review them instead of our list. Uh, make sure you subscribe, like, yeah. you know, hit all those buttons. Look at that. There's the, you know, it's bid nerds that's all you got to do is look up bid nerds and like us and subscribe and share and let people know that this channel exists help us help us pick some variety because if you haven't if you haven't already you will notice a pattern of porsches and all-terrain vehicles we are definitely we are definitely <laughs> one of trick one, ponies. Yeah. Well, one yeah one trick ponies yeah yeah so. <laughs> <laughs> all right well okay so let's get to the cars today we were just you know that's that's the cars from yesterday and uh we really you know had fun making these predictions but uh really 
you're here because you saw a thumbnail about a Porsche 911 that doesn't even Ooh, run. This thing's coming yeah. up on Bring a Trailer. And what is going on with this car, Michael? Take All right, there. JP. So out of Beaverton, Oregon. Uh, mm, I know Beaverton. That, how far away is that from where you grew up? Uh, well, I mean, it's 280 miles. It's south. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. from Seattle. So this is a this is east. Uh, actually, this is west of downtown Portland. Uh, okay. Beaverton is just west of the city there. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. So it's a ways. It's not yeah. a, it's like you didn't go there for groceries. All right. No. Beaverton, Oregon is offering us a 1967 Porsche 911 project car. And JP, what makes this so interesting, uh, 67 to five, if my math is correct, is the last year of the short wheelbase and the first year of the Targa, making this car something of a unicorn. Mm. Um, later cars, 68s, I think were offered with either a soft window or a glass window Targa, but I believe the 67s, and I could be wrong, I'm wrong all the time, 67s were almost exclusively, I say almost as a disclaimer, soft window Targas. Uh, so this is a really, really unique car. And, and you could see, JP, this car is so old, it is sitting on authentic California black plates, which are from <laughs> the 60s. Yeah. Um, I don't think black plates, black plates rolled into the uh, even the early 70s. I think we were on blue plates by then. Um, so this is a really neat car. Um, it's not running, but it, it possesses its matching numbers drivetrain according to uh, the numbers that are found on the accompanying certificate of authenticity which in of itself is a bit of a relic because porsche no longer offers an a certificate of authenticity um so this is a really neat car for somebody and i would say um that a like a really well professionally restored example of this car would be upwards of two hundred thousand dollars so the question remains as our car is sitting here at twenty nine thousand bucks even if it rolls up into the say the fifty thousand dollar range you know, could you arguably restore this car for under $150,000 and have equity in the finished product? I would be of the mindset that um, you could and that, you you know, uh, that a project of this, you know, in, in the middle of a pandemic was something you'd at least want to start on your own uh, and not have to, you know, pay a professional to do the whole thing. Um, so a hobbyist like yourself or like Dwayne Wick or something um, could do a lot of the things necessary to get this project going. And then you could have somebody perhaps professionally do the bodywork and paint. And then you'd have yourself a, a wicked cool car, uh, a short wheelbase of the highest uh, collectible honor being a soft window Targa on a black plate out of California. This would be a really neat finished product. And this this thing could have some equity unless it really goes crazy, JP. So what do you think? Am I nuts in thinking that? Am I too am I channeling too much Dwayne Wick? <laughs> you know, a Dwayne Wick uh, type of uh, owner is the exact person that could make this work. But even even him, I mean, a lot of this rust is kind of beyond his capability. So he's going to have to farm out a lot of that uh, to to a body person that really knows what the heck they're doing. And there's no inexpensive way around that. All of those guys, all the people that really know what they're doing with these things are all busy as F. Um, That's true. And, and they've yeah. got projects stacked up to the rafters for the next, you know, 30 years it seems like so yeah. you know uh I, I i love this car i love the idea of it um <clears throat> you know personally if if i had the means this would be the kind of car that you would uh, i would go more joshy robots than right. uh Dwayne wick and get this car running running you know yeah. put put some floorboards in you know just weld in some floorboards get this thing running make sure that it, you know the brakes work and the suspension works and everything and then just with all it's just magnificent patina, you get this car in a dry climate like here yep. in Vegas or, you know, down in LA or something like that and just drive the hell out of it. The way it Ugh. is would be so, this would be the coolest car uh, yep. to roll around in all the time and just have a, excuse me, a blast. Bless you. Uh, yep. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to get it, to get it back to full restoration and to get that full value out of it, Whew, yeah, I mean, $100,000, $150,000 could easily be dropped on this thing because there yeah. is not a single thing going for it when it comes to looking at, you know, when when, when you look Low at a car. Low production numbers. Yeah, well, no, no, don't get me wrong. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things going for it. Um, okay, yeah, but, good. <laughs> but there's, uh, I mean, this car has all the fantastic stuff. But, yeah. you know, the, the three main things you've got, you've got the aesthetic the mechanical and the value, the price. Those right. are the three factors that you got to, you know, factor in. Usually you got to have two out of three 
right. uh, in order to make it worth it. So at this point, yeah. the aesthetic is shot. It's just, you know, it's, it needs all the aesthetic stuff fixed. Um, mechanically needs a complete and total mechanical overhaul, overhaul. In, yep. you know, engine transmission breaks, every breaks mechanical fluids, system gearbox, in this thing yeah. it, it needs attention, uh, and probably complete rebuild. Uh, and then now, so the last thing you got is the value and what number will this thing wind up hitting? You know, I mean, even at $30,000, yeah. if you bought this, at, you know, and it still has an hour and a half to go, and I suspect this is going to go much higher. Um, much higher. Yeah, so even at $30,000, you're looking at one hundred fifty grand to get this thing going, uh, you know, at the very least to get this thing restored well, not even great, but well. Right. So you're looking at nearly $200,000 and all your time and effort, and, you know, that's pretty thin the yeah. way I see it. Yeah, and 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 again, it'll only bring two hundred thousand. It's expertly done. Yeah. Uh, Hank Bars out of uh, Car Park USA, out of uh, Costa Mesa, California, mm. is the early nine eleven specialist that I know of that would do an amazing job. Hank Hank doesn't work for free, not not even close. Mm-hmm. Hank works for profit. He's yeah. an artisan. He has expert people he does the top work and you pay for that quality yep. and and by the and you, you wait for it car, too you don't get it tomorrow oh, yeah. you oh, yeah, stroke a check and <laughs> hank is busy yeah yeah you stroke a check work, yeah. just to get in line yeah just get in yeah. line and then uh and so and the market could change one way or another the market could change by the time you get in and then get yeah. your car done and then get it back uh, i've seen that happen uh, and, and so what I'm saying is by the time you buy this car and then Hank does it, there might not be any equity left. Now, if you plan to keep it, it it'll be one of the nicest ones you, in existence. But, yeah. uh, if they, if you're looking to turn it as a profit project, uh, that can be tough. You'd have to be somebody that first of all, like a Dwayne Weck that could do your own, um, work and like a John Polnick that would ease off on the expectations of the aesthetic just to get it running, get it functional and drive and enjoy it for what it is which is an old Porsche yeah. and, and you can't replicate that finish. Look at that hood JP. That is really cool. Yeah. So great. Yeah, it's really, it's awesome. And the black plate as a California kid, the black plate really gets me going. That's like, that's yeah. really awesome to see a real black plate on there. That's cool. So without further ado, John, should we, should we, yeah. What do you think this is going to hammer at? We got a little step. over an hour. Yeah. So it's at 29,000. I, I think, you know, because it's a short wheelbase, because it's not an S uh, I'm going to say 45,000, but if I'm wrong, it's because it's all matching numbers. It's a soft window Targa and maybe the California black plate gives it, you know, a, a degree of cool. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's not like a quantifiable value. Uh, the car's not even in California, but they left them on there. So I could be wrong and this car might bring 60, but I, I think 45 because everything you just said and everything I just said. So there yeah. you go. Yeah, uh, I'm going to go over and say 50, not, you know, I I certainly wouldn't buy it for 50, but I think all those things that you talked about, the matching numbers and all that kind of stuff, that's, you know, there's a, there's a type of person out here, you know, look, if you have the money to buy this thing for $50,000 and restore it, um, chances are you have the money to go out and buy one that's already done, you know, and the Mm -hmm. reason why you haven't is because you want one that nobody else has. Um, so I'm going to take a stab at it and say that it goes for a little bit more because the person that wants this one wants it because they don't want one of the other four that you could buy that everybody knows about. And that's right. You know, and the person with that kind of money, uh, can make that kind of decision. Um, Yep. Yep. So, but you know, it really, the $10,000, $5,000 Delta between your bid and mine, really what difference does it make? I mean, right at that, when you start talking about that much money, Polo red was the original color. I mean, it's just a neat car. The books yeah. and records that the, the pamphlets that the books are in look like they were really well preserved. It's just the cars was, was driven and it's, it's just kind of beat up and I, it'll be, it'll be neat to see somebody put it back together. I hope somebody drives this car. I, I hate to see it just become a show car or a garage trophy. Right. That was terrible. Such I, I knew a guy when back in, back in the nineties, I had a nine fourteen, um, and I lived at this little place and, uh, in Seattle and this buddy of mine, he wasn't he, he was somebody I kind of knew, but only because we both had old Porsches and in the nineties, nobody gave a crap about nine fourteens <laughs> or right, old nine right. elevens. And he used to roll by every now and then if I had my nine fourteen out front and I'd be watching it or something like that, he'd roll by and he had this exact car. I mean, it, well, it wasn't oh, this wow. color. It was more of that orange. It was like a Mars right. red or, right, right, or right. guards that had faded. 
faded out or whatever, but it was the same yeah. patina. It was beat to hell, but it ran and it drove and it was a target, a long hood, a short wheelbase. Yeah, and yeah. he rolled up and we ch- chatted out for a little bit and then he'd leave or whatever. But, you know, he told me he bought that car for like 4,500 bucks, you know? Uh, and, you know, I don't know if he still has the car to this day, but, you know, it's just amazing that these were worthless not that long ago, or at least what feels yeah. like it wasn't that long ago. Great. Good bid. Good car. Yeah. That'd be really cool. I hope somebody drives it. Yeah. Good luck to the seller. All right, man. Let's jump over right. cars and bids for a second. Um, and I, JP, I, I promise I'll stop. I keep doing this, but <laughs> I am feeling, I am feeling wagons with a manual transmission. Mm. I, you know, you popped up a couple of BMWs. I've looked at a few Volvos, and uh, I told you, man, that that yellow T5R was the first one that I ever got a. I didn't drive it, but I got a ride in it, and it was, mm-hmm. man, it just changed my life. Mm. So here we have. Uh, out of Buffalo, New York, 195,000 mile, 2005 Volvo V70R. Again, another 300 horsepower turbocharged inline five, six speed manual. Uh, it's got a new clutch, black with tan interior. It's got the right wheels. It's got Brembo brakes. Uh, dude, this car is just, I just think it's really cool, man. I don't know. I think I'm, there must be one coming to me in my future because I keep gravitating to these. Um, other than that, no nonsense. Uh, not a lot of modifications on this one, uh, if any at all. It's got some recent service history. By all accounts, it looks to be a very nice, very honest car. Just offered to us in a terrible part of the country for the beginning of February, being in Buffalo, New York, which is, uh, JP, correct me if I'm wrong, is that not lower Canada? Um, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's the yeah. north, man. Is it Buffalo, is the north. It is past the wall. You are... Is, White is Walker Buffalo Country name, right here. Is Buffalo the name of the exit you take to go see the the, the uh, Grant? Uh, what is it? The Agra Falls? I don't yeah, know. yeah. Anyway, Toronto, uh, South, no reserve right? auction. No, yeah, Toronto. No, no reserve auction. Uh, it's at four thousand two hundred and sixty nine dollars on twenty two bids. Uh, JP, I promise I'll quit doing this. But what do you think of this one? Is yeah, this I mean one it's an R. I do like rock these. this car. Yeah, I would totally yeah. rock this car. I, I really, it, it is a manual, right? Yeah, it's hard to tell. Yeah, yeah okay, they got the three pedals down there. I know. It's a Volvo funny stick, has right? this yeah. stick with this little thing that's always, you know, you got to look at it twice. But the R's are really cool, man, and I like the color combo. Uh, it's got yeah. enough black in the interior that doesn't make it a sea of ugly beige. Volvo leather of this era just does not hold up. And I know you hate driver's seats and look at them and go, oh, if it's trashed, it means the car's been so. trashed. But don't judge this car by the driver's seat. Volvo wet leather is the worst leather in the business hands down well not uh, it, it just does not hold up man i mean look at this stuff it just yeah. it just falls apart um so that's a problem with the interior on these things but uh, but a really cool car that's going to be uh, a lot of fun to drive in the weather and this is going to be a lot cooler than your crossfit you know friend who drives a subaru whatever <laughs> and uh loves their dog and you know i'm a dog lover but uh, this car yeah. is way cooler than anything you could get from one of the other companies that makes all-wheel drive stuff um but what's it gonna go for that's the big question right great 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 car for the money i i yeah i i would think this car could bring i don't know man i mean seventy five hundred and nine thousand dollars if it wasn't in buffalo in february but it is um so i don't know man jp i put seven thousand but i think i'm just gonna take a little money off it and go six thousand and and try to stick it to you make you make a hard decision instead of an easy decision don't forget john it's a no reserve auction and it's 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 a no-nonsense car yeah i don't think my decision is that tough i mean it is getting some bids here uh in the last hours i guess but um it's got 195,000 miles on it and it's in, yeah. you know, White Walker land. This thing, I, <laughs> White you know, it's, you got to cross the, the wall, man. This is like, totally. the and then get this car back. Uh, you know, it's not going to be worth it to ship this thing anywhere. So five I grand, know, but you can drive if it, it. If it, it gets another, drive. if it gets a single other bid, um, oh, I'll be kind of surprised when I say five grand. I think this thing throw is down the gauntlet. I think all it's right, DOA. All right. If the interior were nicer and it had fewer miles, uh, or it had fewer miles, um, I, but yeah, this car has some pretty big negatives against it and where it lives. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you know, the, the pictures really didn't. I don't know if we got to the pictures where it showed underneath the car, but I can only imagine this thing. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. Moving on. Uh, you know, I, again, dig the car. I love uh, sporty wagons, uh, and this one's. You know, I, I think it's cool because it's not a BMW, and you know, we talk about BMW wagon all you know all the time, and uh, so this is a little bit different. So that's kind of fun. All right. All right. Moving on. What do we got next? 
Okay, JP. So we are going to uh, jump back over to bring a trailer and look at a classic Corvette. This is a 1967 Chevrolet Corvette convertible with a four-speed. Now, uh, hmm. later in the C2 platform, uh, instead of having many different horsepower options for the 327, they either had a base or they had a like a 350 horsepower. And then the big option was to go to a big block. So our car, I believe is just a standard 327, which probably makes just a little over 300 horsepower. However, our car, which is in excellent cosmetic condition and offered to us out of Sherman Oaks, California, has a replacement motor. It is not the matching numbers engine. And as such, when the new motor was put into this car, uh, the motor was rebuilt by H&H Engine Rebuilding of La Crescenta, California, and features a four hundredths of an inch overbore, which JP, correct me if I'm wrong, that means that this car is no longer a 327, but probably like a 340 or a 380 or something like that. This is a, a bored out small block, which means it probably makes wicked cool horsepower. It's got a big four barrel uh, Weber car. got a Boston there. thing going um, on today. Yeah, and probably and wicked, uh, cool, and wicked cool and probably <laughs> rocks. Um, I just... A lot of these cars, because they're fiberglass and because they're old, uh, really look, uh, you know, like hell. And this car looks to be, by all accounts, uh, like a nice refreshment or refurbishment of the of the cosmetics. Uh, the paint looks good. The interior looks good. I actually like the silver and black and the sort of deep dish wheels. Um, and I said to you the other day that this is one of my favorite old core, uh, American cars. So I really like this car. And be without the matching numbers motor, it might wind up being a pretty decent value. Although... It's already up to $46,000 on 16 mm. bids. What do you say, John? Yeah, man, this thing's cool as hell. This is, you know, I mean, if it had a carbon fiber hood, it would go for all kinds of extra money. That's a little joke on the uh, stupid uh, uh, edition of the, the C5 that we talked about yesterday. But this car looks so awesome. I love yeah, the patina. What's that? I lost you there, uh, D. What was that? I didn't say you go. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, look at these John. gauges. Um, Those gauges are just so, yeah. well, as Michael D would say, wicked cool. Even with the crack across the, uh, the speedometer, <laughs> I'm totally down with that. Uh, I'm sorry, tachometer, uh, but, uh, or speedometer. I don't know what the heck that was. Um, yeah, no, this car is great. And I, I like that it's not a resto mod. You know, there's nothing worse than these guys that take like a, a newer Corvette and make it look like an older one, or they take an old Corvette and they put like a completely modern, you know, powertrain in it and stuff like that. I think all that stuff is silly. I think this is the perfect way to go. You take, uh, you know, you take a period correct engine, you build it, uh, and you put it in the period in a, in a real car and and you don't make it perfect. And this is kind of the way I would like to see that 67 uh, Targa that we just talked about, you know, restored. Don't fully bring it back to perfect. Bring it back to driver uh, and just, you know, own its imperfections and just and, and marvel Thank them. You, you know, Thank this you car that, is just gorgeous um i have said on record Agreed. that i do like the 50 what was it the 55 thunderbird i think it's a uh, yep. in black i think it was a it's a beautiful car but uh i think this is a, a beautiful car in a different way it's definitely you know an american sports car the way you think of them uh and you the way that you kind of wish that they continued to go but certainly didn't um yeah yeah agreed agreed this is a beautiful car and and i actually think this would be a, a car that you would absolutely enjoy driving now again yeah, it, it sure. might not be I, I don't know that you can really make this car handle uh but but you can button it down and it's really fun to go through the gears yeah. um and then i i really appreciate what you're saying that like this guy brought this car back to 60s corvette and and yeah. it, again he he resisted the temptation to put modern 17 inch wheels on it mm. uh, and just leave those original 15 inch wheels and uh, that original steering wheel is very cool i think it i think the corvettes used a rose wood uh on the rim of the steering wheel which is uh, really cool uh and if i'm wrong then it's teak but i forget somewhere between the shelby and the corvette one uses rosewood one uses teak and i'm just i'm such a european nut i don't know the difference but how, how is this not a place that you want to spend time i mean look at oh, that it's such a cool car man it's i like love that thing p51 mustang or something like that. it is I mean, look so at that cool uh, yeah it, it really is a neat car um I, and i liked it and then again he put a he put a 327 in it and then boarded out and got his i'm guessing you know close to 400 horsepower and this thing mm -hmm. is probably a blast so a great value john i it's sitting at forty six thousand dollars forty five forty six thousand dollars um i i think 
you know, I put 50 grand and it's looking like it might be a bit conservative uh, for a bid. How much action is on this car? Let me see if I want to change my bid. It does 16. look like it's getting a bunch of love at the last yeah. second here. Yeah, I, I'm... Uh, what did I put? Oh, no, sorry. I put 65. I was looking at the wrong column. So, John, <laughs> it's at 46. I put 65,000. I'm going to leave my bid there. I'm going to say 65 grand, uh, which might be high, uh, but it's still a great value for the money. It you know, might need a matching numbers drivetrain to reach my number, but if not, it's still a, like that's a handsome car. Go for it. Yeah. This is, where, is this on cars and bids? Or no, this is on Bring no, a Trailer. Bring, right? yeah. bring a Trailer yeah. and offered out of Sherman Oaks, California, down in Southern California. I'm going to bet the under, but not far. I'm going to go 60 just because, like yeah. you said, not the matching number and everything. But, uh, th- I mean, for, for my money, this is the car I want. I don't care about the matching number crap. Um, right. I would rather get the value, get a car that I actually want to be seen in and wouldn't care about, you know, scratching up and just taking on a uh, coastal range rally or, you know, even a professor. It'd be so much fun to show up to, to Ben's place and do a professor run in this instead of a point. It would be. That's the kind it of really thing. It really would, yeah. I mean, and, you, how, and he would love it. Could- absolutely keep up in that car i yeah. trust me yeah you'd yeah. be able to keep on a on a, on a yeah, there's a there are enough run. straightaways <laughs> oh man yeah let's you go. catch all the old 911s beautiful car right. love it okay let's jump back over to cars and bids and let's jump into the dirt we mm-hmm. are looking at a 1991 am general m998 <laughs> uh which is the last three digits of my phone number if you want to call me and tell me what an asshole but uh this is uh correct me if i'm wrong is this a hummer a humvee yeah this is, an this is the X- deal this the is a real deal. And this is an ex-military that, according to Doug DeMiro, was decommissioned in 2014. So I guess this car was built to government spec. It was used um, as a as a sand. I, I, I read this earlier, but it was like, you know, this was an all-purpose, uh, multi-purpose vehicle. And it was used out, you know, in, in, in the wilderness and stuff like this is the real deal and yeah. then uh it was repainted from a from the military green to the sand beige which leads uh the you know doug demiro to or his staff to believe that uh they repurposed it while it was in the military uh and then it was offered for sale so our car here is sitting at twenty one thousand seven hundred miles but it's on a five it's a five digit uh, odometer so it's it's true mileage i know and this probably has 127,000 miles uh this car it might employs, have 327 it might have miles. yeah who knows yeah thank you john <laughs> yeah, yeah. uh it, it it uses the 6.2 liter diesel v8 with a three-speed automatic uh it is four-wheel drive and and truly they said it would go through 30 inches of water like i mean this is this you could cross a river with this thing uh truly an amazing vehicle and um, you know, they tend to hold their value pretty well, but this one looks like a pretty decent value sitting there at just $11,000. Am I missing something? I thought these brought way more dollars than that. So anyway, take it away. What do you think of this thing? No reserve auction, I, I should add. Um, this is going to sell no matter what. Yeah, I mean, these de- these decommissioned cars uh, out of the military, I mean, this has Washington plates. Um you notice. Uh, so this probably sat over in Eastern Washington as a training vehicle or something like that out in Yakima or, uh, where they uh-huh. do, uh, you know, where they train people how to go out to the desert and blow stuff up. Um, yeah. you know, cool. uh, look, here's the thing. Unlike a, unlike the Hummer H1 that you get, uh, or that you could have gotten at a Hummer dealership back in the day, or like the ones that, uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Arnold. drove around, you know, uh, zero, uh, zero creature comforts in these things. Nothing, right. you know, no, no, I mean, there isn't even padding in the seats. I don't, I don't know if these have what? heat, uh, nope. you know, no Bluetooth. Uh, yeah. Right. You are not going <laughs> to sync your phone with this thing, uh, because there's no radio in it to be had. Uh, keep in mind too. And the big thing that people are most surprised about is this car probably tops out at 45, maybe 50 right. miles an hour. Yeah. So going on the freeway is going to be a challenge. Sure. They are geared yeah. for driving in places where there are either no roads or the roads have literally been blown up. Um, you know, so they, they are not designed to necessarily go fast. Um, but you know, slow crawl over almost anything. If it's possible for a vehicle to get over an obstacle, this is the vehicle that will be able to do it. But look at that interior. Unlike that Corvette that we were talking about, this is not a place that you're probably going to want to spend a whole heck of a lot of time, Uh, you know, or certainly a road trip. Uh, so even, even the, even the ones that are made for consumers aren't particularly (laughs) fast. I mean, maybe they go 
65 miles an hour. But, right. uh, you know, even right. with the potential of having a half million miles on this thing, it's a diesel. It's that it's that Cummins diesel. These are basically, yeah. you know, commercial truck uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. engines that, you know, yeah, are. Literally. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, so some shop PX guy or whatever, you know, the, the, the motor pool guys just constantly replacing the same parts over and over again. Right. Um, and, uh, but I doubt this car has seen overseas service. I'm, sh- I'm quite positive that if it's from Washington, it's the vehicle that was, that spent Eastern Washington time. So it probably didn't yeah. have any IED our, shrapnel in it or anything. Right. Our car is actually in uh, LA despite the Washington plate. So it's offered mm-hmm. out of LA, uh, Los okay. Angeles, California. Um, and, and uh, with 185 horsepower and 330 pound foot of torque. Yes, this is, this car is designed to climb and forward. Uh, it's not the road trip vehicle. We will not be taking this to that Porsche festival in Miami no. a couple weeks time. You know, this so. is the kind of rig that you get if you had, if you bought that bug out property out in the desert or out in the country somewhere and you're right. like, you know what? The end of the world, the end is nigh. And when yep. the, uh, when the solar flare hits and knocks us back into, uh, you know, the, yeah. the 18th century, you can, uh, replace right. the points on this thing and uh, be off and running. Um, right. You know, right. yeah, end of the world rig. Uh, but it, or or it'd be you know you could come here to Vegas and you could open a gun range uh, where people yeah. can shoot machine guns and you could go pick them up from their hotel in one of these, which is what you right. see a lot of them doing here. Right. Go up uh, against the, <laughs> go up against the side of a hill in the yeah. desert. Let people sit in the back and you could open a drive-by shooting range. There you go. There you go. All right. Uh, so do you have a guess on where this is? I mean, so, 11.7, So, JP, I, I fully expect you to kill me today uh, yeah. with these um, with the bids because I really don't know what one of these is worth. I wrote yeah. $25,000, but yeah, I, I just it just doesn't look like it's going to bring that kind of money. Yeah. Um, uh, being on cars and bids, I'm not even sure it'll bring 17, mm-hmm. uh, but 15 seems too conservative. Uh, I'll go 15,000. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. I don't know what I'm yeah. doing. I, I don't know. It seems like a steal Look, to me, though. It's not, you know, I mean, these 15 grand is about what it's worth, give or take right. five. Um, yeah. You know, so in this one, uh, you know, it's got the size. A lot of times you see them without the without any doors at all and no roof. You know, you can get them yeah. for 10, 12 grand or something like that. Um, this one, I would prefer personally, if I'm getting one, I would prefer the four door. Uh, this one is more of the kind of the flatbed truck yeah. style, yeah. which yeah. really, you know, is probably the better configuration because is huge as these things are they fit four people and that's it the massive hub in between the engine and the you know all the because all the all the transmission stuff is hidden uh, all the drivetrain and differentials all hidden up inside so it's not dragging down beneath and it's also protected uh so there's just like when you sit in one of these in the driver's seat you are looking at your passenger like hey guy You yeah. know, text me if you want to talk, you know, and same yeah. thing in the past. There's just a massive amount of room and it's this high. I mean, it's sitting yeah. right by the side of your face. There's no room in these things. Um, yeah. So to like, set it up like, as a pickup truck probably makes more sense. Like they're at the opposite window of a jumbo jet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you really have to have comms in these things in order to, yeah, 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 yeah. Guy, especially in yeah. something like this. Probably. Ha- I mean, <laughs> you know, the modern ones have a little bit of uh, insulation, but not these. Um, yeah. I, right. What a cool rig to have, though, if you've got an extra spare 15 20 grand laying around and you yeah. want to look cool and and you want to be ready for the apocalypse there you go so yeah so you JP, said 15 grand did, i'm yep, gonna yeah, i'm yeah. gonna go a thousand under and go 14 I, this is cars all and right, cool. maybe for one bring a trailer you'd find some rich person to be like oh yeah i don't have one of these in the garage and i have a spot so but i don't think cars and bids is the right place for it <clears throat> okay jay let's let's look at this one now all right Nine, gonna jump back over to bring a trailer for our final car it's a 1995 Land Rover, Range Rover. Mm. It's the classic, the country classic. Uh, out of Glendale, California, our car has 141,000 miles on it uh, on the 4.2 liter V8 with the four-speed automatic. That's about 200 horsepower and 250 pound-foot of torque. These things weren't particularly fast. They're a little bit heavy, but they truly <laughs> a can A little go. bit heavy? <laughs> They're a go. lot bit heavy. <laughs> they can go anywhere um and uh and i just remember this generation of range rover uh for me sort of cemented their their current legacy into that it was uh, became like a luxury status symbol that you had uh you know an overblown british you know overland vehicle uh that no longer was um you know a british jeep with with goofy electrical uh now you had uh you know wood and air conditioning that worked and leather and you know all the accoutrement even though i think the build quality on these uh, maybe from a drivetrain standpoint was good but like 
you know, my experience was that people had always had problems where, you know, buttons didn't work in the car, or the window lift stopped working or something didn't function, a door would stick or whatever the case may be. But anyways, uh, to me, this is kind of the car that, that really changed the perception of Range Rover or Land Rover in the United States. Um, and these were everywhere in the Bay Area when I was in, let's say, the 90s, right? In the yeah. 90s and 2000s, when I was in my late 20s and early 30s, every kid you know, my age was like, oh, I want to buy a Range Rover. They just thought that was the coolest thing. So I don't know. I, I've a lot of friends had them and they were always problematic, but mm -hmm. they are a status symbol and yep. you can't deny that. So what do you say, JP? Is there something more to it that I'm missing? Um, you know, they have extremely capable, but they have to be running first, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you're absolutely right about these vehicles kind of changing the world. I mean, it, it, during the during the mid 80s, you saw the beginnings of the whole uh, SUV thing. You know, the whole Grand Wagoneer, the Jeep Grand Wagoneer right. had been around forever, but was very old looking. And, you know, Toyota came out and uh, with, you know, with their Forerunner and the Nissan with the Pathfinder. Uh, and, you know, those were those were cool four door or some of them had four door, uh, you know, SUVs. But, you know, they were particularly Spartan. You know, maybe they had power yeah. windows, maybe they had AC, but they certainly didn't drive nicely. Um, this was yeah. a car that you're absolutely right. The Range Rover was before was was a farm vehicle, you know, you right. had, or something that you see out <laughs> yeah. in the safari. Uh, and then when this yeah. version of this, you know, this body style had been around since I think the 70s or whatever, but also yeah. very Spartan in their early versions, you know, with manual transmissions and hardly anything else. Uh, but they made this version with all the accoutrement. Uh, you say AC, the that works eh, not so much but they did have ac uh, and they yeah. did have power seats and they did have all that stuff and they rode beautifully and, right you know those captain's chairs in the yeah. front too was like you were you were you know like you were captain kirk looking out the enterprise it was like it's you were in the true. lap of luxury yeah. You know, it's so true. My my dad was huge. He had a blazer, like a K5 blazer, and oh, he right. loved that thing, you know, and and but the thing that was that was immediate that you noticed when you got into one of these is look look at where the look where the steering wheel is and look at the seat. You're sitting all the way up here. Your elbow level yeah, is right, right there with right, the, with the right. top of the window. So you're absolutely right that you you feel like you're looking out over the world and you yeah. command it and there's just a certain feeling that you get when you sit in a rain, Land Rover particularly a rangy this oh. one of this year being i believe the last year of this uh of this body style um uh -huh. it incorporated the discovery uh of the same era's dashboard and oh, steering wow. wheel and all the buttons and stuff like that so that stuff mm -hmm. worked a lot better than the older versions but Good. still was terribly terribly problematic um right. i believe this had a larger engine in the last couple of years would, would this one have like a 3.2 yeah the older ones had yeah. the 3.5 so this one had a lot more power than the older one so it actually felt like it could kind of get out of its own way certainly not yeah. fast but um yeah the the rappers yeah. liked them they started showing up in movies and and smart right. important uh luxurious looking people were driving them in in hollywood totally. and that just yeah. Took off. especially yeah. the bay area yeah it yeah. became the status symbol 200 horsepower 250 pound foot of torque from the 4.2 liter v8 four-speed automatic these were the long wheelbase uh country classics so this was the top of the line and i should mention and then tell me jp your thing this our car here despite having 140,000 miles looks really clean so i mean it's clean, yeah. really it's nice condition. colors so gorgeous too oh. it's, it's cream and they have cream wheels which i can't remember seeing a matching color wheel to the uh to the car like that uh that's such a porsche thing from the 80s it's funny to see that on a land rover um mm -hmm. from the 90s but man this, this car brings back a lot of memories my friend martel toller had a black one um and he drove that car everywhere and yeah. it just i remember you know working at the restaurant he'd swing by to say hello and uh I'd run out, you know, to go say hello to him. I just remember leaning my elbows on the windshield line and he's listening to really cool music in the stereo. Mm. And I, I just remember like talking to him and because I'm a car guy, like I'd be talking to Marty and then I'd be looking around at his car going, man, this thing's cool. But I wouldn't, <laughs> I wouldn't even dream of buying one because I yeah. knew they were built like shit, you know? So yeah. anyways, uh, JP, I think this car might bring $33,000. Am I completely smoking illegal substances man or it sure is possible i mean that's a lot of miles but this thing is so clean and it's a last right. year it's the classic uh, it's an lw so it's the long wheelbase um yeah. and this is certainly of the era that's coming back this is 
I mean, for thirty grand, this is cooler than anything Range Rover makes now. Uh, Redwood royalty, yeah, Redwood royalty, uh, and just classy as f everywhere you go. You know, totally. buying this that you're going to be dealing with problems. I mean, just, <laughs> there it is. Um, yeah. You can get these for five or six grand, but they are going to be complete hunks of junk. It is very difficult to find one this clean. Uh, it's in Glendale, California. For so, I mean, somebody in California wants this thing, and they're the person that can afford to own it. And uh, if it does break down, they'll just go get in their brand new Porsche Cayenne or whatever else they drive in the garage. And But this is just, you can't be cooler going to the country club or out to the coast or wherever the heck you go showing up in this, uh, handing this to a valet. You're just like so cool. <laughs> Listen, if, if, yeah. if you live anywhere in Southern California, um, you know, I mean, obviously it gets really difficult down in Costa Mesa, but if you live in you know, uh, Hollywood or uh, out in Santa Monica, uh, Malibu and all that stuff, go up to I think it's like Pismo Beach, San Luis Obispo, British sports cars. Justin Jurgens is a, a fan of the Bid Nerds, um, and he uh, is taking over his father's business there. They have all the parts and all of the expertise to work on your British car. If you lived anywhere in that area, you could buy one of these uh, guilt-free because Justin Jurgens at uh, British sports cars will take care of you. Those guys are fantastic. Uh, worth the drive. So um, what do you think, JP? I said 33. Where are you at? 30, maybe. 30. All right, yeah, maybe. 30, yeah. I think that's tops for one of these. It's so nice. It might be. If it had, lower, if it had low miles, it would be a whole different story. This thing could really go crazy. But 145 see, is a lot of miles. It is a lot of miles, but I, I, I was basing my high bid on condition, and then I mm-hmm. love that you reaffirmed it with uh, this is basically the last year of that particular model's platform, which had the updates, the bigger motor, the better dash. And that doesn't mean it's any so more reliability. I, I, <laughs> it's, well, well, I don't know if that's where you're going. And, but, and again, yeah. I, don't, I don't think you spend money on this because of reliability. I think you yeah. think it because of, it, you know, because it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. It is super, super cool. Uh, Chuck Woolery. I remember when I went down to uh, L.A., I looked over. I was driving a Wrangler, the exact same color. Legend. I had a Wrangler. And I looked over, and there was Chuck Woolery in one of these. Uh, oh, I was on, man. like, Santa Monica Boulevard, and he just looks over me, and he and, uh, he gives me a nod and goes, two and two. See you in two and two. Remember a uh, dating game for you guys. That you is old awesome. Feckers that are watching the show. He was yeah. a good fellow there. Uh, oh, all right, guys, there it is. That's another edition of Bid Nerd, your daily nerd out on the most interesting cars of the day on Cars and Bids and Bring a Trailer. My name is John Polnick, along with my partner, Michael D. from San Francisco. I'm in Las Vegas. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Make sure you hit the subscribe and like button if you haven't already. Share the channel. Let people know we're here. Let us know about the cars that you think are the most interesting cars of the day on cars and bids and bring a trailer and maybe we'll review one of those uh shout out to all the people who have been commenting and liking uh old school and david sullivan for listening every day and all our our friends out there and of course the crew that helps us out uh we will see you tomorrow we do this monday through friday every morning during about the nine o'clock ish hours when we record so uh we will see you tomorrow home day later